0: Welcome to the Network Marketers Den, the ultimate podcast for network marketers who are looking for ideas and knowledge to grow, develop, and level up their network marketing business. I'm Janet Metzger, your host, and I can't wait to share with you what we have today. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody, it's Janet Metzger, and I am so excited. I have been waiting a couple of weeks to do this interview and i and you're going to love her. I'm in love with her and i'm not even you know and i don't even really know her but she is so inspiring even just reading her bio. So Christine Whitefelt, i'm going to introduce you to everybody. Um they're going you're going to love this you guys, i'm telling you. So let me tell you a little bit about Christine. Christine is the CEO of Choc Couture. It's a category creating company in a high-end DIY home decor. I'm gonna let you put that into English in a minute, Christine. Um, But this is what's so neat is she's been with the company since it started way back in July of 2017. And it has grown. It has grown to over $40 million in business. Wow, that's big business. Annual revenue by creating a community, and it's all about a community with tens of thousands of independent designers across the U.S., and they're also in Canada. And she's very passionate about product strategy. No wonder you have such great products. The marketing and her real love is in the development in the field. She believes spending time learning from and lifting the field is the most meaningful part of the role. Her 30-year career has included executive roles in multiple direct sales organizations that you've heard of, uh, but she has also spent time is a television broadcaster, president of a publishing firm, an account director of an ad agency, a film critic, and to name a few favorite things, but she also has a couple things that she really likes. She's happiest when she's wearing running shoes. And this got me laughing when you said, you'll never turn down a Diet Coke.
1: Pretty much never.
0: I gotcha. I got gotcha. you. Now, don't hold it against me, but I'm a Diet Pepsi kind of a girl. Oh no,
1: and you seem like such a nice person. Do oh, like I am you? a
0: nice person. I am a nice person. But uh, you know that I like my cold caffeine. But I we have, in the in the Midwest it tends to be with uh, uh, with Diet Pepsi. But um, so welcome. So excited to hey. to meet you. Um, so. Tell us a little bit about uh, your company. You say it's high-end, a DIY decor company. What does that mean, Christine? Okay,
1: in a nutshell, what Chakatour is, does, has, and wants to be when we grow up, we help men and women create beautiful pieces for their home, whether that is framed artwork, whether that's pillows, whether it's table runners, but it also translates beautifully to your T-shirts and other kinds of apparel, but making it super crazy easy. So we believe that easy can also be really high end. That's why the name is couture, because we believe that you can be très chic, but tray easy as well. And I guarantee that we have a, we have a line of products. Um, our, our core product is called a chalk transfer. It is a reusable silk screen mesh design. We have hundreds of different designs. You use our washable chalkology paste that can be washed off with just a wet rag and so that you can repeat and repeat and repeat on a chalkboard, you can do it on the front of your refrigerator, you can do it on a wall. Um, And so it allows you to get a really high end look like the piece right behind me, but in literally under five minutes, a piece of artwork like that, that you'd be proud to hang on your wall or even a little tiny piece like my my gratitude um, board can be created in five minutes, but they look awesome.
0: So you're saying what's behind you, The you are awesome, smart, wonderful, beautiful, and love. That's from your company?
1: Yep, yeah, that's from my love company. Love it. So as a, as a quick, like, I've got a little sample here. Here are some of our singles of paste. They come in these little teeny, almost like a ketchup pack. You okay. can tear off the top. You can knead it and squirt out the paste. And then this is what a transfer looks like. They're in couture teal. You simply peel them off. They have a light adhesive on the back. So they will stick to a surface of your choice. You take a squeegee, you stick it on a surface, you get your paste, you use the squeegee, you peel off that transfer. And in about two minutes, you're gonna have a finished piece of artwork that looks just like that.
0: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It sounds like even, even I could do it and I'm like even the least you can crafty do it, person ever.
1: You, you like Diet Pepsi and you can still figure this out.
0: See? <laughs> Don't hold it against me. That is amazing. Well, yeah. very cool. Very cool. So you started way back in, it sounds like a long time ago, 2017. And it sounds like it's been a really great journey for, for all of you. But, um, and what a, what a career doing so many, many different things. That's, that's really, really impressive. So, so why you publishing, TV, whatever, why direct selling? What do you love about direct selling? Okay,
1: here's, here's the truth is I know when you look, if you were to look at my resume, it looks like I have been a bit of a grasshopper hopping from one industry to the next. But I think there's a through line in it. So, in the educational publishing company, I was an executive coach. Um, I worked for a prominent day planner and training company. And I think the heart of all those companies, including direct selling, is uh, personal development. Every single one of these companies has at its heart. The opportunity for us to do better, learn more, be better, be the person that we want to show up as. So while it looks like I've done a lot of different things in my career, the thing I think that I'm most passionate about is um, helping people find the magic that's in them, whether that's creatively, whether they're like, I'm not a creative person, I can't make that. And me going, yes, you can. Or someone saying, there's no way I could lead a team. No one's going to want to listen to me. Yes, you can. Like, let's, let's get you to be the person that you are really proud to show up as.
0: That's, that's amazing. you know, and I did not know that you had worked with, um, and I'm going to guess it's, uh, starts, uh, with, uh, FC. Is that the company? It does.
1: Ding, 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 ding. You're right. Okay.
0: Okay. So the ABCs. Okay. So that's Franklin Covey, you guys. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, um, that is so, so important in the world of direct selling is to be able to prioritize things because let's face it, the majority of the people that are in our industry are busy. They're doing that's a why, lot that's of different why things.
1: That's why they choose direct sales, right? Very rarely does someone say, this is going to be the only thing I do. They're looking to slot it into, they're already busy. I always say, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So we're people who do write out our, our schedule every day and we make time for the most important things. And that's what I love about direct selling is that it, whatever you're doing, you can make it fit in. If you
0: Absolutely. want- Absolutely, Do it alongside your life. Um, I just got done um, with a coaching session with one of my clients. And that's what we, I said, we're going to learn the ABCs of this and you might not ever get off of those A priorities. That's what you need to do. So, So speaking of that, um, and I didn't know I was going to ask you this question, but it, it makes sense. What do you consider an A the most important priorities for a network marketer or a direct seller? What should they be spending their time on?
1: Oh, that's that's an easy one. For me, it's your personal business. Um, 100% of the time. Uh, I think if we as direct sellers lose sight of our customers and our connections and continuing to talk, like leadership is so important um, and and building a team or even working with the product or creating social content, like all those things are important, um, but unless we're having authentic conversations with people on a daily basis and they don't have to be big ones, they can even be text-based, they can, you know, you can shoot a PM to someone. But I think if we lose the boots on the ground, connection to other people daily, uh, then that's that's the A priority, 100%.
0: 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you, you still, it's still a business of people.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes when people express to me that they feel um, overwhelmed or if they feel burned out it's because they've gotten sidetracked. They feel overwhelmed leading a big team or or managing product releases or I've created so many social media assets. When do I push this or that? Um, And I'm like, let's go back to the basics. Like, let's go back to when you were enthusiasm on fire and could not wait to talk to other humans about this great opportunity that you represent, this awesome business. And that that will help you strip it back down to the core of what you love.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I just, I firmly believe that. And um, if you don't get anything else done and you get that done, you're always going to win. You're always going to, always going to win. So, um, you know, when we talked earlier, um, you had said that anybody can be successful. Anybody can be successful in this business. Um, what are some of the traits? So I'm thinking of a, of a person that's building a team. What are some of the traits that maybe they might want to look for as they talk to somebody about joining their team?
1: Well, that's a great question. And I also think I should say too, when it comes to anybody can be successful, I think it's really important to just define success on your own terms. Um, because when we say, what, what does successful mean? I think anyone can have an enriching, rewarding, meaningful relationship with a direct sales company of their choice even if they're not a top earner, even if they're not a top team builder. So when I say anybody can be successful, it means you can have a great experience, whether it's long or short, or whether it's very product focused or very team building, you you have to define what success means for you. But if it is about building a team, what are some of the characteristics that I I see that are wildly successful? Um, When they're building a team, it is um, a willingness to be an aerobic listener Aerobic listeners win the day um, because again, we're, we're, we're excitement on fire, right? I've joined this company and I can't wait to share it with everyone. And the ability to listen to somebody else about why they would be excited about representing the product or creating with a product or using the product um, is very, very hard because we just want to share everything. Right. But the people who are successful, I think at building a team understand what's in it for the other person. Um, And so they're great at listening, they're great at questions, and then doing something with the answer and really saying, you know, you know what, Janet, what I'm hearing you say is this is important to you. Um, It's important because we sometimes do the exact same behavior, but we do it for totally different reasons. So a woman can, let's say, join a party plan company. And um, I, as her sponsor, might say, Janet, you're going to love this because you can get out and you can do um, two to three events uh, a week. And that'll be a great way for you to start your personal business. And Janet can say, great, I love that idea. Now, if I don't ask you the right questions, I don't know why you're doing it. So you may be doing it because you really, really, really need a night out of the house. Maybe you have young children and you just need a night out. Um, And then, the flip side could be true it could be because you really want to earn some extra money and you need to spend more time at home and so by going out at night you know that you can have a husband or someone else watch your children it allows you to earn money without leaving your kids so you can't necessarily say to someone oh great let's have you holding two or three events because it'll get you out of the house when that person's thinking well That doesn't apply to me. The whole reason I want to do this is I want to spend more time at home. So I think in order to be a successful leader, asking good questions and then really listening for those answers is super key.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said about the definition of success, because um, there is a tendency for people to think it's all about money. But there's a lot of reasons why people join Join this great industry, you know. Like being around like-minded individuals to me is so so important. It's uh, if you're having a bad day, just talk to another direct seller. I mean, I I think that's uh, that's the way that I look at it. So, um,
1: I agree. I think we're the most um, positive, hardworking, <laughs> independent people ever. Um, I always I always call them like they're they're my people. I can go to a convention. You can just you can spot a direct seller, and I'm like, oh, they're. Mm-hmm. They're my people because they can take um, a real problem and figure out a way to make it uh, a win for other people.
0: Right. I, I always say you can go to an airport and you can tell if there's a conference um, and all of a sudden people are hugging and they've first time they've ever met each other. It's, it's just awesome. It's, it's, it's so, oh, awesome. I'm giving I'm giving myself goosebumps when I hear that. <laughs> so clearly you are an inspirational leader. This is a question I get asked all the time, and I know what I say, but I would love to hear your answer when someone asks you, how do I motivate my team?
1: Oh, you know what I say? Hmm. You can't. You you can't. And if you you spend too much time trying to answer that question, you're going to make yourself feel just miserable and frustrated and thwarted. I think um, you can only motivate yourself. Uh, It's, it's like trying to prune a tree by trying to take the shears to the shadow and wondering why am I not chopping off the branches? Because you don't have control over the shadow. Um, I think the only way that we can inspire others to do their best, to be their best is, is to live it. Uh, Honestly, if I am my very best self every day and I choose to live in positivity, doesn't mean that I don't see things that aren't challenging. Don't, don't get me wrong. I am not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, but I choose to live in positivity. I choose to believe that people want to be around me unless they say to my face. Otherwise, I positivity begets positivity. And so if I want to drive momentum in my team, I have to show up. I think one of my mantras is really um, show up anyway, show up classy, show up prepared, show up positive. Um, And people will look at you and say, I'll have what she's having.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, I didn't, I say that, but I don't say it quite as eloquently (laughs) as you did, but I agree. You can't motivate anybody else. The motivation has to come within. And you said the word you said, inspire. And I think, I think that's what we do is we have to inspire and, and the, you also mentioned earlier about knowing what their why is, you know, and if you know their why, and you remind them of it. Remember when we talked, this is what you said you wanted to do. I think that's a lot of it. But I, I, if I had a dollar for every time that question is asked of me, um, will I be retired? I will just say that. That's a that's a very, very common question.
1: Because um, we, we, want, we want people to see the benefits for themselves. We want them to stretch themselves right. and do more. Um but every single person has got to want their own path. That's why I'm like, you have to define success for yourself and then you have to live your own success. And if others look to it, um, they'll be inspired to, to work in the way that you do. And so if right. you don't have to show up a certain way, you are giving your team permission not to show up either.
0: Right. Absolutely. Because they will do what you do. You know, it's, this is truly the law of attraction. If you're, if people want to be around others that are having fun and if you're having fun and you're enjoying it, they're going to be attracted to you and they want to stick with you.
1: It's so true. You know, um, you, you mentioned that I, I did work for Franklin Covey. I worked for Stephen Covey um, closely in my early career. Oh, I love him. I, I live and do this every single day. Still, he said, the first, most important commitment that you make, in the day is to yourself to get up. And so when your alarm goes off, if you are hitting the alarm, the snooze button again and again, the only person that you're not keeping a commitment to is yourself. And so literally every day when my alarm goes off, if I ever need an alarm, I'm getting to that stage where I don't need it anymore. But when my alarm goes off, I get up. Nobody else in the room or the world needs to know, but I know. And two, it may seem like a really small thing, make your bed every day when you make your bed every day it says i care about myself not that anyone else is ever going to come in my bedroom or in my home but i know i did it i know that i cared enough about myself to to make the space that i live in and sleep in clean and tidy and ready for the day and it does make me feel like i've i've honored myself
0: absolutely you have to make that promise to yourself
1: totally do And, and
0: we don't break promises so if it's a promise We, we won't break ourselves. Interesting. I, uh, I know uh, I remember meeting Stephen Covey and being personally trained by him and I was just in awe. I still have my planner down here, by the way, I (laughs) I still, I, 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 I do electronic, but I, I still do the, I still do the paper planner. So, you know, one of the things when we talked last time that so, so impressed me about you Is, you know, we've both been part of this industry for a long time and we both have a passion for it. And we talked a lot about integrity. And, you know, for direct sellers, I had a conversation, in fact, this morning with somebody that said, oh, direct selling and network marketing has a really bad rap. What would you say to somebody to help a direct seller, a network marketer to overcome that and, and to bring back the integrity of our industry?
1: Um, on an individual basis, I think it's a, it, people paint with a broad brush, right? Um, there are always a few bad actors in any environment, whether if you're in education, if you're in law, if you're in government. Um, it doesn't matter what industry that you choose. It's just so sad that just a very, very, very tiny minority can overrepresent for the vast majority of of great people doing honest work and representing wonderful products. Um, and, and benefiting their families. And what I love about direct selling is that I think it's, it's kind of the first and original form of commerce. I have a product and I want to sell it to you and you can sell a product to me. There's no um, corporate giant in the back of it. It's us talking to each other and you benefiting your family and me benefiting my family. And I think, again, the way, the way that we change people's hearts and minds and reputations is one at a time. I can't change the way that the entire industry is perceived, but I can change the way that people perceive me or or my brand. Um, and with my brand, we really believe in and teach best in breed policies and practices and procedures. We really wanna educate our field to make sure that they are understanding because a lot of people don't understand it. They come into direct sales and they don't understand what the challenge is with an income claim or maybe even what an income claim is. And that's incumbent upon me and my team to make sure that that's clear. And I think honestly, and maybe this is me being Pollyanna again, people want to do the right thing. They really do, and if we do a good job of providing quality products at a fair price and at a meaningful compensation plan, um, then I I think that that becomes becomes the reputation.
0: We can't just talk about
1: it, it, right, we have to do it.
0: Absolutely, and and, you know, I I love how you said it was the original form of commerce, and to me when, you know, as we come upon fourth quarter, you start to hear and start to see buy locally, buy locally. There is nothing more local than buying from a direct I'm seller, the neighbor, a literally, it's
1: neighbor, literally, your neighbor.
0: Exactly, exactly. I, 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 agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that it's, um, I think it's so, so important. So, so important. Um, wow. Yeah. Like I said, you just put a smile on my face. <laughs> now, right before, <laughs> um, right before we jumped on. And again, this wasn't on, this wasn't part of our, of our questions, Christine, we, you talked about don't outsource your motherhood. (laughs) I love that. I wrote it down. Oh my gosh. I love that. Can you talk about that? And because everybody's (laughs) busy, everybody's busy and they, everybody thinks they're supermen and superwomen and they can do it all and da, 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 so talk about that. I love that.
1: Okay. It's kind of an embarrassing story. I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, I have worked full time my entire career. My husband and I have three awesome kids and our three kids were little and at home. And it, it, this was kind of my routine. I'd work Monday through Friday, like a crazy woman, just really working hard and then bust home and make dinner and get the kids ready for bed and do stories and homework and get them down to bed. And then Saturday would roll around and I would spend Saturday cleaning my house um, because we've had such a busy week that I would be scrubbing toilets, folding laundry, doing the dishes, trying to get the house all put back together. And then the kids would just kind of be tootling around the house. I'd give them assignments and chores too, or they'd watch cartoons or play with a friend or whatever. And um, after a while, when our kids were still young, my husband said, would you ever consider getting somebody to help you clean the house? And again, I'm Superwoman, and I said no. That's I, I can do that. I feel like it's our house, and it's not a big house. It's your basic three-bedroom, two-car garage house. I I should clean the house. Um, and why? And he said because I feel like you are spending precious time doing something that anyone could do, scrubbing a toilet. But Only you can be a mom to these three kids. And I feel like you are outsourcing your motherhood when you spend all day Saturday cleaning and scrubbing instead of like we could go to the park as a family. We could have a picnic. You could read stories with them. And I'm like, you know what? He's right. He's right. And in the years since, it's become kind of my mantra as I work with leaders, as they look at all the things they have to do, sometimes they gravitate to something that they they love doing, but that anybody could do it. I love designing social media assets. I love working um, with photography. I love doing this thing. Um, And I'm like, but if anybody could do that, the thing that's your your motherhood in in direct sales is talking to people, um, making a difference in your team, Leading with authenticity, showing up in a certain way and really being there, knowing them and what they want and need, um, that's your motherhood. And if you are spending time in things that anyone else could do, you're probably outsourcing, outsourcing your motherhood. So look at it hard. Look, because we only, all of us only have 24 hours in a day. Um, spend it wisely because the the kids, the kids need you.
0: The kids need you. You're absolutely right. And, and you need time for yourself. You know, right before you and I jumped on, I spoke with um, one of my clients and she's looking at adding something. And I said, what are you going to give up? <sighs> well, I'm not. I said, it's like your closet. You know, if you want to add a new outfit, you got to get rid of an outfit because there's only so much room. There's only so much bandwidth. So, that, but I, I'm, I'm quoting you on that one. I love <laughs> don't outsource your mother.
1: <laughs>
0: I wonder if that'll work when I tell my husband. <laughs> uh, and don't out, I'm going to outsource. I don't want to outsource my motherhood here. So, um, so I love it. I love it. So so thinking about uh, a direct seller that's listening to this, if you had to give them three pieces of advice of what would make their their definition of successful, what would it be? What would you tell them that they should look for, that they should do?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think there, there are more than three, so let me winnow it down to three. Um
0: right. You can give us more. That's okay. <laughs>
1: I'll just go and go and go. I think um, number number one is um, choose a brand that you genuinely love and would use as a person. Um, don't, don't choose a, a company or a brand because it's just starting and there's lots of opportunity or because you think the compensation plan is awesome. Um, Personally, I believe there's no way you can achieve success. If you don't love what you're representing, Um, people will see it. They'll feel it and you'll struggle to, to love it, to use it, whether it's makeup, whether it's jewelry, whether it is chalk couture, you know, just make sure that you have, that you genuinely adore the product. That's, first and and middle um, piece of advice that I would give to anybody Agreed. considering representing a brand. Um, number two would be um, what I said earlier, show up every day. Um, you do not have to uh, go big or go home, but doing something every single day in the business. That's, that's like the making your bed analogy. It, it honors you. You've made an, an investment in maybe a little bit of money, maybe a little bit of time, but definitely in mindshare. So make sure your investment pays off. Um, study, learn, reach out to somebody. Even if you only have 15 minutes as, as busy as you are, I know that we all have 10 to 15 minutes that we can dedicate to to showing up every day. Um, And even if nobody else does, if you're going to do a Facebook Live and you have literally zero viewers, show up anyway. Curl your hair, put on some lipstick, feel great about yourself and show up. Um, And I think the third one goes back to that idea of success. Uh, Do not let anyone else predefine success for you. Um, Your needs and your success are what what you should you should define and own that. I think we spend a lot of time um, call, doing the stare and compare. I, I'm mm-hmm. going to look at her, and this is what she's doing. So I'm going to do that exact same thing. I'm going to, and and you know we we often do focus on duplication. We're about how do I do it, and then teach other people to do what I'm doing. I do believe that, but I also believe we have to bring our own personality to it. I should not try to shoehorn myself into anyone else's, um, footprint or, or what success looks like. And so I think a sponsor, a team, they can be so, so helpful, but at the end of the day, I need to figure out what I want out of this. Do I want a little bit more time? Do I want to get a little bit more product for free? Do I want to feel like I am part of a community that kind of gets my vibe? What is it that I want? And if I'm going after that, I kind of, I appreciate what others are doing, but I don't need to do the exact same thing. And I know that that kind of flies in the face of the direct sales, you know, lather, rinse, repeat. But I think that's where we find joy. And I also think that's where we can improve um, our reputation when we come at it with such authenticity that they're like, she's not reading from a script. This is something she genuinely, she genuinely digs this. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, as as i hear that i'm i'm thinking of that upline and as an upline think about that your people don't have to be mini me's they don't have to follow it exactly there's a there's a a blueprint but it you, you know there are different ways to get there and Absolutely. you have to honor that they they don't just because you do it that way doesn't mean that they have to do it the same way so Agreed. so i want to ask you some fun things okay um, Tell me, and I, I, I tell me your guilty pleasure. What's a guilty pleasure? Of
1: yours? Oh, a guilty pleasure is so I, as I said, I love to run. I will just tell you, this is maybe this sounds a little bit crazy, but I reward myself with a different size of diet Coke, depending on how far I've run. So if I run four miles, I'll get in a run. I'll give myself a 32 ounce diet Coke. If I run six miles, I can have a 44. And if I, and I, I don't necessarily drink it all at the same time, but if I run over 10 miles in a day, I will allow myself a 64 ounce Diet Coke. Don't judge me, I know that's terrible. Uh, but a guilty pleasure for me would be a really cold, frosty Diet Coke that I can drink on my front porch after a long run. And then I can just sit and read a book. Oh, that is my that is my guilty pleasure. I don't really watch much TV, but sitting on a porch with a nice cold diet coke.
0: Oh, I love it! I love it, and I think it is important that we reward ourselves. Yeah, it fills my
1: bucket.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really important. So, (laughs) a movie critic. I did not know that. What's your favorite movie?
1: Okay, this it might not be what you would think it is. I saw everything. First of all, what you also learn from being a movie critic is I got really comfortable being by myself. There was a time in my, in my young life, in my twenties, before i had ever been a critic that I would see people at a movie theater by themselves. And I would think, Oh, that poor person, he doesn't have, he or she doesn't have anyone to go to a movie with. And then I became a movie critic and I was seeing movies at 10 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday and I was, I was, I was was it was my job. So I was seeing them all the time. So I got very, very comfortable being by myself. So one of my takeaways from being a movie critic is now I love the peace of solitude. I love sitting in a seat by myself and either reading a book or watching a movie by myself. Um, I have a number of, of guilty pleasure favorite favorite movies um, from the Wayback machine honestly movie I saw when I was 15 years old in 1982 ET still rocks my Great world. Movie. I think it's such an inspiring movie I love 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 it um, similarly field of dreams 1987. Saw that right before my brother left for college. And for some reason, it spoke to me about my dad. Um, it has a lot about fathers and sons in it um, that I loved and
0: loved. That's a great I, movie. That's love, a great love, movie. Love, love. And they just played oh, there. Goodness. They just played.
1: Really? Um, what did they just play?
0: They played. Um, it was, I think it was the Yankees and... Maybe the White Sox played at the Field of Dreams in Iowa.
1: Oh, you are kidding.
0: No, that was about two months ago. And I remember when now, you know, I live in Wisconsin. Um, My husband had met. um, He used to go to Dubuque, Iowa, right across the border to the dog track because we used to own race dogs. And he would every Wednesday, my husband for four months straight, he would sit and um, do race racing with James Earl Jones because he oh, was so cool. filming the Field of Dreams. So anyway, that's, that's so cool. a side note. But I
1: will admit, I um, I don't know that I find it entertaining. Um, if I see something that is uh, super violent or disturbing or sits in my, I go to escape and to be uplifted and to be taught. I, I love I love stories about real people. Um, I realize, yeah, E.T. It's about an alien, but I love stories about human connection <laughs> and characters and people learning and connecting with with their very best selves. So I I may be a little bit sappy in that, but
0: no, I agree. I want to be on be a, a happy story.
1: Yep. Yeah, make yeah. me laugh, make me cry, teach me something, and I'm yours. <laughs> there
0: you go. And it sounds like what you like to do for fun is you like to run.
1: I do because. Um, it I find that I, I I am a busy person like you. I think a lot of people in direct sales are. It's um it is both recreation and and needed. So I all whenever I'm running, I'm always listening to a podcast or an audiobook. Um so I feel like I'm enriching my brain while I am working my body because I do spend a lot of time at this here desk. And it also is it's great for me. I pound the pavement all in the streets, all around my neighborhood. I'm waving at my neighbors as I'm jogging by. Um, It's just the most basic, like listening to my feet slap, slap, slap against the pavement. I don't have to think it's very relaxing to me. So I feel like it gets rid of my stress. It feeds my mind as I'm listening to an audiobook, And it also helps, helps my body just
0: absolutely Staying better shape absolutely. so i i can
1: justify it and it's and it's free it's literally cost me no money other than the shoes that i put on my feet so right. and i can do it just by walking out my door there's no expensive equipment there's no membership required
0: no matter where you go it's, it's true i can
1: do it and i think i told you the other day i was like oh I know, I know Madison, Wisconsin. I've jogged all around the campus of the university in Madison and I jogged past this. So it's, it's actually a really fun way to get to know town. So as I travel around, I love walking and jogging around downtowns and getting out of the car and just experiencing a park or a mountain or whatever.
0: Perfect. Well, Christine, I have to tell you, uh, like I said, I, I find you to be very inspiring. It's very obvious that you love what you do. And that you love your designers. I mean, you talk about them all the time, and I think that's that's really really special. But um, so for any anyone that is listening, um, in the show notes you will see all the information. If you want to learn more about the earning opportunity, if you want to reach out to Christine, um, she's clearly a very approachable CEO. <laughs> um, I will tell you, most not all CEOs are that approachable, but but when she when you love what you do. As you do. And when you care so much about others and you truly get a charge, I I know you get a charge out of seeing others achieve their goals and dreams. It it is the best business you can be in. So
1: it is. It is. I agree. Thank you, Janet. I really appreciate the time. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Thank you. So thanks, everyone, for listening to the Network Marketers Den. And uh, you'll be able to rewatch this on YouTube if you want. If you just want to listen to it while you're jogging or running or walking (laughs) the dog, um, it is available too. So uh, any questions you have, please put them in the comments and we're happy to answer them for you. But we will see you on the next episode of the Network Marketers Den. Thanks so much, Christine. And thanks to all of our listeners. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast was designed to help you, the network marketer. If you have a specific topic or struggle that you would like me to cover, please send me a message. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. Tag me, Janet Metzger, on social media or leave a rating and review. For more tips and tricks, join my Facebook community at the Network Marketers Den.